Hello and welcome to episode 9, believe it or not, of PR in a Car with me, Rich Lee, of the Radioactive Group and Radioactive PR in particular. I, to you uh, eagle-eyed YouTube viewers, am wearing sunglasses because I'm just that cool. Um, no, we've got some sun, haven't we? Um, I, is it the most British thing ever that I seem to talk about weather in each of these bloody podcasts? What was wrong with me? Actually, Storm Dennis and all his cousins have fucking done one, so... Um, here I am, no big black coat, sunglasses, looking mint. I don't say the word mint, I'm doing that for attention, like most things. Um, so today I want to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about, digital PR. It's something that you might notice is taking the marketing world by storm, if you are on Twitter. Taking it by storm for the first time since the last time, I should say. Because this is not the first iteration of digital PR. Um, it probably won't be the last since I've been working in PR and I know I've said it a couple of times on here But um, if this is the first episode you, you listen to I've worked in PR predominantly consumer PR for uh, 12, 12 plus years now um, Brands big and small from house of name brands um, and, You know leading on accounts for those and obviously with our agency leading on accounts for those You know all the way through to startups and personal PR so you know, Premier Inn, Ikea um, Justy uh, the National Gallery, Go Compare, you know, clients like that in the UK. Um, Gravity was a, was was a big one that you know a lot of people kind of um, you know it's it's a guy that created a flight suit, an Iron Man like flight suit. So we launched them, um, you know, and, and multiple other other things. So I've been around for a while as the um, this sun, this sunlight's likely to. Uh, to, to highlight some greys in my beard, which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, I've been around a while. Um, this is the third time I've seen digital PR going to kick up as a, you know, as, as something that people search for and kind of you know crowd around. And it's not it's not a bad thing. But its first iteration was so 2008. So I was 20 when I started working in PR. 2008. Um, it was basically digital PR was any coverage that you got online. And it was at a time when most people, you know, we still had clients who were like, okay, that's nice, that's nice, cheers for the online, but are we in Guardian? You know, are we in the Guardian? Are we on Sky News? That still happens. Um, but to a much lesser degree, especially on the, the print side of things. So digital PR in 2008 to say 2010, from you know, by my recollection, others might disagree, was kind of that. Then on, on from there, you had digital PR meaning anybody that was half decent at social media and that was the next iteration if you if you google it if you google digital PR 2010 I think there's you know I, I did this the other day just because I was like I swear this keeps coming back around and yep sure enough there are mashable pieces about you know what it means to be a good digital PR person and it was all related to essentially content creation um, community management um, nothing to do with paid social at that point particularly and this time around, what is it? Well, it's effectively PR for SEO. It is link building. It is moving the dial for online businesses when it comes to search engine performance and yeah, their rankings. So, I mean, we've when I first started working at um, at Tenyatis, so with Andy Andy Barr at Tenyatis on Twitter, a font of all knowledge, even if he would not like me saying that. Um, all, you know, all PR knowledge. Um, he and we kind of made a name for ourselves 
in link building at a time when very, very few other agencies were doing it. And we had a client, my voucher codes, uh, some of you might know them, big, big discount website. Um, you know, the most popular, the number one discount website at the time, um, and for a good few years, uh, until the likes of Groupon and you know, Voucher Cloud, etc., came, um, you know, came knocking. With my voucher codes, we did a lot of work link building wise. And what I mean by that is we would go out and try to get as many links from high domain authority websites. So the Sun, the, the Telegraph, um, Sky News, uh, Pocketlin, um, Mashable, as I said, TechCrunch, you name it, these sites, um, BBC, they're all high domain authority sites. Um, they're all going to be not popular necessarily, but um, the majority of the nationals are 90 plus DA. It's a score from zero to 100. So we just thought, let's get as many relevant high domain authority links as we can into my voucher codes, different site, different parts of the site. So if we were getting a link about a story about a certain retailer or a certain brand that um, you know that lots of people were searching, you know Argos discount voucher codes or Argos voucher codes or Argos discounts then we were doing stories, we'd do stories that ensured that, you know, we'd mention Argos. If that gets a link back then, if it gets a link, then, you know, we can try and force that link back to the, the Argos page on my voucher codes, then, you know, we're, we're gonna help that site rank better for that term, because Google is unthinking, obviously, but algorithmically it says, all right, cool. If that site, the mirror, is linking to that page, and it's, you know, it's a relevant, um, you know, search, uh, you know, it's a relevant search term, um, surely there's some, you know, there's some weight to that. So let's rank my voucher codes better. Now, the difference between being page one number one, page one number five, even is millions of pounds to many businesses, tens of millions of pounds to many businesses. And that's why this is a kind of you know, a, a battlefront that gets very, very competitive. And I guess what happened is lots of people sat on this. There are some good link builders, some good agencies that do PR for SEO that have kind of kept this under our hats uh, because it was important differentiation at pitch. So when we go to speak to new clients, um, especially e-commerce, especially online retailers, uh, marketplaces in particular, clients like that, it always comes up. We're saying, you know, what do you do from a, um, you know, from a search perspective? Oh, we do, you know, the the architectural stuff. You know, we. Um, you know, we, we try and build links, but you know, it's hard. PR is a fantastic way to build links. PR should own link building. Why? Because we know what's editorially interesting. We know what journalists want to hear about. We know how to contact them. We've got the relationships in place. Um, the thing that for a lot of agencies was missing is just that final link building piece. Now, there are many ways to link build. Um, a couple of different tactics. So. You know those job site, uh, job ads you see, the you know get paid X to do Y stories. There's a reason they do well um, from a link builder perspective in particular. But there's a reason that journalists love them because people tag their friends in. They're like, oh my god, you could be a sex toy tester. Oh my god, you can travel the world and do this. Um, and clients love them. Um, journalists love them, and Google apparently loves them. Um, so the reason they work well is they close that final. That, that final thing that you need closed when you're thinking about link building, they get, they ensure that if the journalist is telling your story, they have to link to the site because that's where you, um, that's where you apply for the job. So when you think about, um, you know, a good job ad story, that's what it's there for. That's effectively, you know, why, 
lots of people are quite snobby about it and they'll say oh god if I see another bloody job ad story it's like well do you know what they work until they don't work people are going to do them um, and you know tools calculators on-site guides reports um, you know all of this kind of content works really really well um, from a link builder perspective surveys used to back in the day and when I say that I mean you're 2008 2009 journalists don't really have an incentive to link if you just give them a survey story unless you've got more information on your um, you know, on your on your client site you know, on their new section guide whatever it is you know I've, I've, I um, I think you know, of our coverage you know we, we did a whole report of 2019's coverage um, you can just google radioactive PR 12 months results or something and you'll, you'll find it and we found it um, you know we found that of our work 82% of pieces of coverage link to the client or to our clients and of those I think it was something like 70 some 70 something percent are follow links you know, that's a whole other um, a whole other thing you have to worry about but a follow link is effectively the link that you want you, you want um, you, you want coverage on sites that give you follow links now um, so the, the job stores is a tactic they work um, but if you want to see specific examples I mean you can go out to our site on our blog we've got loads of examples of, of case studies you know we're quite transparent about our work I guess we're a smallish Gloucestershire based agency and we we kind of you know scrap with the big boys you know we, we pitch against big agencies so we need to be quite noisy and quite transparent and open with our results and you know what we do and I'm proud to be you know we do fantastic work as a as a team so um, you know that's that's why we're quite happy so if you want to see what I mean by this um, you can you can see even in that report you know I talk about examples of this kind of thing so we did like you know big Game of Thrones counselor for when um, you know, for when the season ended or for when the show ended um, you know we've done even even data-led stories um, do fantastically well so um, what, what do I mean by that so um, we created we've created calculators for a few different clients now because they've got millions of data points all it is is a simple search query or a simple query from you know, on their their code inside when I say simple I'm a bloody idiot I don't know how to do this but clever clients do or you know clever development teams do um, if you type in your postcode let's say you want want to know how much childcare costs in your area this is a story we did for childcare um, the UK's biggest childcare website so if you want a nanny a babysitter a, you know a um, childminder etc you go to childcare type in your postcode up it pops with in your area how much those things cost journalists love that stuff because where else are they going to get that where else other than a site that has millions of data points are they going to be able to get that you know from something that isn't a survey so they link back great regional coverage um, we'll get national with that too we did and also there's anchor content there's cornerstone content there that's going to keep people coming back to the site and it's going to you know people are going to search how much is a nanny you know reading well yeah, that's they're going to they're going to hit up on our you know our, our site um, or our, our work for childcare so loads of different tactics um, from a link builder perspective but it's also always about closing that loop it's always about you know incentivizing the reason to link rather than just picking up the phone and saying why didn't you link or emailing them can you please add a link no actually you know I don't really want to because it doesn't aid us in any way but um, that's a quick point on how it works why it works now I know that there are some people that are sick of hearing about PR for SEO link building digital PR etc now 
I, to an extent, am as well, and it's how we make a lot of money at the agency. Um, I'd say three quarters of clients care about this stuff. They they want to know that we can do it and do it well, and they come to us because we can, and we can evidence their increases in site visibility per um, keyword, or we know for certain keywords, certain tranches of keywords even. So it's something that we're very very good at, and it's kind of had a bit of a revival, as I said, you know, taking the industry by storm for the first time since the last time. Lots of people are now calling themselves digital PR specialists, digital PRs, um, and it's tending to be people coming from a more SEO background, and that's fine. My concern there is, um, one, they're, they're kind of treating journalists like something to game. I see that a lot. Um, services like Pitchbox, which are an other, which is an otherwise half-decent tool, are being used badly by spammers, effectively, people that think that PR is just um, hey, you know, here's some content, link to my site, um, or link to my client's site, and then they'll set up an auto um, reply or an auto chase, you know, for a week later, and then one for two weeks later. And I'm signed up to a lot of, um, or I receive lots of press releases still through because of PR examples, but also because of uh, you know other new sites that I've written for. So I receive quite a lot of press releases. It's embarrassing, quite frankly, to see because whether the stories are good or not, what you end up with is this kind of horrible feeling of um, you know just being treated like you're you're literally just an inbox, and you're an inbox that serves to to, to cover that client. Now, that's not what PR is about. To me, it's about creativity. Again, there's only so many ideas. Every idea that you've thought of has, in some way, been thought of by somebody else and probably executed as you know well as well. Um, so I'm not one that gets particularly precious when somebody nicks an idea, although that does happen and you know happens to us in our agency, happens to me in terms of things I've you know created. Um, that's by the by. There's no such thing as a unique or a brand new idea, just kind of variations of developments of. Um, new technology provides an opportunity to come up with new ideas, but again, chances are it's just building on something that's already come before it. But good creative. Um, and then, what do you do after that? Well, the aim should be relationships with journalists, or at least knowing what that journalist writes about, you know, appreciate, um, and just treating them like a human being, not um, you know somebody that is, that is bound to to publish your news. Now, the reason that link building works now well in 2020, and you are he hearing a lot about it, is there are fewer journalists than before doing bloody twice the work, and they're judged by traffic. They're judged by um, social shares. Some, you know, I've been speaking to uh, to some journalists at you know big regional publisher. They're even judged by the amount of money made through affiliate links. And when I say judged by, it's a metric that their overlords um, keep an eye on. Now, that gives us an opportunity. We can serve them well. We can help them with good stories, with good creative, because we know it's going to share well. We know it's going to uh, you know do good numbers for them. And they appreciate that. You know, we constantly get journalists that say, "Oh God, you know, we, we get journalists come to us and say, do you have any stories for us this week?'" Um, which is fantastic. And um, you know, that's at a national level. That's it. Uh, you know, a sector level. So even you know, slightly more niche trade press will come to us and say, "Do you have any stories for us?" Because they know that if we're going out with the story, chances are we've thought, "Okay, what's going to do well?" Um, you know, for them, we're thinking it's a two-way street. We're not just seeing them as somebody to, 
to spaff stuff out to and fucking expect them to, to cover it and, and then incessantly chase. And the number of journalists I hear from that are just sick of it, genuinely. Um, if you go on Twitter and search for Dear PRs, most of the journalistic gripes that you see, um, you, can, you can almost see it, is people moaning about this pitch box, buzz stream led type of PR, where people are calling themselves PR people, and in effect, you know, they're doing kind of a PR job, but not quite. And the great thing about digital PR being, digital PR being, you know, the uh, word of the day, is that more people are sharing their learnings, and that's a good thing. You know, we can only get better. I'm not bloody, you know, the finished article. My agency, you know, we're as good as I think, um, you know, we're, my agency, I think we're fantastic. I think we do amazing work, and that's why clients come back. That's why clients come to us. Uh, you know, will we win every pitch? No. Will we, uh, you know, does every story absolutely bang? No. But can we guarantee consistency? Can we guarantee quality? Can we guarantee traffic from our coverage? Um, you know, and then that's the other side of this is digital PR and measurement. I've been talking about measurement to anybody who'll listen for as long as they'll listen. Um, you know, let's move away from AVE, we've said for decades in PR, and AVE um, is advertising value equivalent. And this is something that even still big brands expect you to report on. We still get briefs now and we push back on it. They ask us to report because of, a, you know, um, with AVE. Um, it's because it gives them kind of a, you know, a metric to then go to their finance director and say, hey, PR's working. Rubbish. There's another way I've been talking about it for years. Google goals is fantastic. Um, the traffic that you get in from that. Um, traffic that you get in from coverage, we can see now. Oh, see that piece from Men's Health that delivered this many, um, you know, this many people to the site. And of those people, X signed up for, for the mailing list. Y signed up for, uh, or you know, bought a product. That's the level of granularity we need, and we have. Google Data Studios is fantastic. You can plug a load of APIs in there, um, or you know, kind of use a load of APIs and say, right, well. You know, um, our measurement or our, our results from over there, our results from there, there. We can plug them all in and actually have a decent and very visual because clients don't read reports. You know, you can put together a bloody 20 page report and the client will read the, the first page and go, all right, looks all right. Um, so let's give clients the best reports that we can give them in as visual a way as we can give them in as easily digestible a way as we can give them because at the end of the day, it's something that, you know, it's just another thing uh, that gets added on in terms of time. To their, to their working week and who wants that. So um, yeah, reporting, measurement, and all of these things, we can all learn how to be better at that. And you know, it's fantastic there are people out there that freely give their time to, to help people uh, you know, improve in that case. So digital PR, I'm not averse to it. I think there are a few players that lack humility and you know, what it does, it kind of makes it a bit doggy dog. And do you know what, there are, there are more than enough clients to go around. And that's the that's the number one thing. Digital PR is just another tactic, just like social media when it came out, and everybody's like, "Digital PR, it's just another tactic. It's just another way to reach an audience and get them to do or think what we want them to do or think." And as cynical as that sounds, that's how I feel about PR. That's what I think about PR. It's um, you know whether it's getting people to put their hand in their pocket, whether it's getting people to change their mind about a certain person, whether it is. Um, you know, getting somebody to donate to charity. Um, the whole point of PR is attitude change, behavior change, um, and that's what we're doing even with link building. It's behavior change and or in kind of increasing the likelihood of a customer seeing our clients. 
because of search. And as I said earlier on, search is for many brands. You know, you're a big um, you know comparison site. The difference between page one number one and page one number five is massive in terms of earnings, and that is a fight that goes on day in day out because of you know algorithmic changes and search changes happen all of the time. Um, then you know this is constant and you know you need to keep an eye on it and it makes a massive difference some clients come to us and say um, hey radioactive we spend a fucking fortune on on um, PPC on pay-per-click on Google Ads um, we'd quite like not to cheers um, is there any way you can you know, help us kind of reduce that spend and link building is a great way to do that let's help them climb the rankings so that more people find them you know that old joke about you know, burying a body on page two of Google. That's what we, you know, that's what we do. And also with link building as well, um, you know we get kind of reverse briefs. Sometimes we get people that say, you know, what, there's some stuff that there's some stuff there that happens under a different administration of this company, um, but people are still seeing it. What I'd prefer is that that wasn't on page one. The second that somebody Google's our name, what can you do about that? And we can help with that too. Um, it's just that. I mean, you define it as reputation management, and it sounds like a like a grey area. Ethically, it's not, you know, on a case by case basis, certainly. So, yeah, there's um, there's loads of different ways that the fact that we're all talking about digital PR is a good thing. But media relations, social media, um, link building, stunts, um, you know, these are all just part of the marketing mix, part of the PR mix anybody declaring traditional PR and this is something that I see a lot from these you know so-called digital PR types um, I see that they right traditional PR is dead you get your client on BBC breakfast and tell me that doesn't make a difference to their business can you do that if you're a digital PR specialist or is it the case that it's just part of the mix and don't you know, I, I mean I, I said in my my last podcast I, I wrote a response to a client brief and I think it was one of the best proposals I put together because we answered their problem with a relevant solution, not a PR, not, not a traditional solution. And that's my concern with this stuff is that, you know, clients are, you know, it's this big shiny secret recipe thing over there. Sorry, I watch a lot of SpongeBob with, well, I say with my kids, I watch a lot of SpongeBob. Um, so it's this, you know, secret recipe. Or is it just another tactic? It's just another tactic. You can be strategic about it, absolutely, but it's just another tactic. And you can be fantastic at this, and it makes a massive difference. It moves the dial massively for clients. But any kind of poo-pooing of, I don't think I've ever said that word out loud, um, any poo-pooing of traditional PR um, and traditional PR tactics, and that's kind of how it feels. It's like, oh, guys, we're the cool kids because we're doing this and we're new. And do you know what? The same shit happens with social media agencies in 2010. You know, it's, this is no different. Uh, you, we've seen it all, and let's all just agree that it should be on a on a case by case basis. A client comes in, we say, "This is good for you." Let's look at your audience. Who are they first? What are they listen to, watching, reading, consuming, searching for? What are they searching on? What podcasts do they listen to? What you know, TV shows do they watch? What social media do they use? Um, Know, what are they likely to be searching when they think about you know, the, the product or service your your business offers? Well, let's um, you know, let's think about all of these things and then give you a menu of tactics and an overarching strategy. 
that's what we should be doing. That's what a good PR person or good agency does. It offers a relevant solution to each particular problem. You know, we're problem solvers. That's what we're doing. Um, it's all about the right hammer to hit the right nail and all that nonsense, whatever the saying is. Um, so I think digital PR is fantastic. I think link building is not going away. It's more prevalent than ever because um, I guess people are more noisy about it now. And you know, we, we're getting to the point where you know, we're, we're able to learn from each other and get better at it. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, it's opening up a market. I mean, we had a brief recently and we didn't win it, sadly. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, and, and we, can, we can learn even from, from that. Um, tens of thousands of pounds a month this client wanted to pay for this. So there is, you know, there's, there's a real kind of appetite for this done well. But let's not pretend that this is anything especially groundbreaking, especially brand new. I've, I've talked a lot about people that are sharing. Um, I listened to um, Laura Hampton's podcast, Outspeech, last week. That seems to be, um, you know, that, that seems to me like it's going to be a really good, uh, uh, you know, good podcast about specifically this. You know, there, there are some, there are some really nice blogs out there. Some good people on Twitter as well. Um, so, yeah, have a gander. So that there is PR versus digital PR. In effect, there is no versus. It's PR is an overarching term. Digital PR is a tactic. That's how I see it. And as I said, in two years, three years, there'll be another meaning of digital PR. Maybe we all get fucking chips on our head. Um, Black Mirror star. One of my guys, Callum, every single uh, one of the members of the team, every single bloody ideas meeting, he comes up with some idea that relates to a Black Mirror episode. So he'll, he'll love this. Um, maybe we've all got chips on our head and that's the new digital. Um, you know, because there's this overarching or you know overlaid AR bloody societal framework, and you know, no, actually, digital PR is is work within that within that space. Like, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but that's that's probably where we'll be. And then these digital PRs will say, "Hang on, that's not digital PR. Fuck it, let's all stop getting worried about semantics and just realise it's all about doing good work for the client with the abilities that we have and their strategy." Uh, or it, with the ability we have and the tools we have at our disposal. Um, so that's what it is. That's what I think about it. It's a positive thing. We do we do it. Just you know, um, you know, I guess by a different name, but you know, maybe because market dictates. You know, we might need to start thinking more about digital PR in general as a as a term to you know to pull potential clients. But Christ, it's like the fitness industry, and that's my my background. Um, before PR, um, I was a personal trainer for a couple of years, so not a long time, but you know enough to get to know the industry well. And it's almost like people need new things because they don't like the idea that um, they, yeah, they they don't like the idea that eating less and moving more is basically the option. The fitness industry is a funny one. Every year or two, there's another kind of fad. Every year or two, there's another book telling you, no, 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 don't do it like that. Do it like this from a nutrition perspective when in reality we all know eat less move more you do those two things you are going to do well it, you know create a calorie deficit you're going to do well so anybody don't let anybody really sell you magic beans on this on you know digital pr on link building there are still tried proven tactics and ways to work that that move the dial and i think we do them well and there are lots of other agencies that do too lots of in-house um lots of in-house teams that do too and um, for those people that are getting a bit bored of it, um, 
you know, just hanging in, hang on in there. This is what it was like when, as I said, everybody was, you know, when, when we had social media fucking ninjas and things like that. You don't see social media mavens and whatever. You don't see too many of those anymore, do you? So, uh, you know, hang on in there or get that to, it's just while the market kind of adjusts to clients going, oh, we need that because they didn't realize that that was important before. Whereas, as I said, there are brands and agencies like mine, like Andy's, that have been doing this for a long time and kind of, you know, skating by happy that you know, there are people that don't necessarily know what this is, how to do it. Um, I think that's it from me. It's in, if anybody, I was going to say, has anybody got any questions? What a idiot. This is a one-way medium, Rich. But on that note, if you have got anything you would like me to chat about, got any questions about this in particular, um, if you want to just ask me a question about anything PR-related, you've got any, um, any queries, Tweet me at Rich Lee PR, L E I G H P R. Um, email me, rich at radioactivepr.com. Um, and just give me, you know, give me all of the five stars, please. All of the five stars. Um, why wouldn't you? You got something mean to say? Why? Why are you being horrible? Yep, five star review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you listen would be phenomenal. Subscribe at, you know, subscribe on those things. Subscribe to YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast and you think, do you know what? I quite want to see just how cool he looks in his sunglasses. Pop on over to YouTube. If you're on YouTube and you're like, not that fucking cool, Rich. Um, actually, I could do without your massive face. Um, you might prefer the audio version. Who knows? I'm not your real mum. Yeah. That's it from me. Have a good one. Oh, somebody told me off last week for my goodbye forever. Um, so I'll just goodbye forever. <laughs> yeah, apparently I shouted it a bit loud, which I enjoy. It's Adam Buxton. It's his fault. It's his fault entirely. All right? Go listen to Adam Buxton. He's brilliant. All right. Have a good one. I was going to do it then. I won't do it. All right. See you all later. Enjoy your lives. Have a nice life. Goodbye. <laughs>